Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 40. This podcast is brought to you by unicornwellnessstudio.com. When you're ready to focus on physical embodiment through everyday self-care, Pilates, meditation, energetic healings, monthly new and full moon tarot readings, astrology tutorials, and community. Serving the open-hearted magic makers from the woo-woo curious to full witch identifying vibes since 2013. Link below is in the show notes if you want to click that to experience 30 days free in my online studio. There's no payment information needed, just a quick email address drop. Now, on to the show. Leo season runs July 22nd through August 23rd, 2023. And this episode offers our tarot forecast for these dates. This episode may have more weight or significance if you're a Leo native and you have your sun rising and or moon in this sign. So first... In this episode, a big old thank you, my dear listeners, to you. Whether it's your first time or your 40th time listening, I'm so happy to have you. I send all of my love and gratitude for your listening ears. This is also a friendly reminder for those of you not in the Northern Hemisphere. The meteorological seasons may differ. Did you hear that fancy word? I looked it up after episode 39. But the energies of the tarot, astrology, zodiac, and channel guidance are all the same. Take what resonates, leave the rest. There are always magic sparks here for everyone, no matter your point on the globe. So let's get to our Leo frequency. Today is really all about Leo in the tarot, right? We're going to pull a single card tarot reading for this particular season, but let's talk about Leo in the tarot in general. In the major arcana, it's represented by the strength card. In the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith, it's depicted uh, by a goddess petting a lion. This card offers us an energy of a true midway point on the spectrum. It's most traditionally placed as the eighth card in a deck, but sometimes you'll see it swapped with 11. I do prescribe to the tradition on this one. Eight being the number of movement, circulation, empowerment. When we tip it on its side, this is the infinity symbol, and it offers us the balance of humanity and divinity. This is a focus on ourselves. It says you can attain your wants through willpower if and when we can make peace between our constructive and non-constructive ego. It greatly contributes to our personal magic and capacity to manifest, goal get, and heal. 
the lion on this card is a symbol for the non-constructive ego. Now, again, we can do a major deep dive into this card, and I have before, um, but we're not going to do the fullest deep dive here on this episode. We're going to give you the nuggets of it, right? It has an expression with this lion of the patriarchal, toxic masculinity, a very me, myself, and I only focus. It gives, I'll have exactly what I want by force, all other to be damned sort of mood to it. This is an imbalanced expression of the lion, of Leo, of Leo, and of non-constructive ego. Notice how I tried to make that a Lego, <laughs> the non-constructive Leo ego. That was kind of funny. Um, the constructive ego in the strength card is represented by the goddess, the creatrix energy. This is divine life force, unconditional love of the rose, and the divine feminine. This is all of these aspects of ourselves, right? The strength card says, if we can tame our human 3D ego, our inner monsters, or as they're more commonly known, our shadows, then we can learn how to love our shadows and not let them lead. When we figure out how to move through the world with compassion, acceptance, grace, and love of self, we then step into our true power and are able to weather or navigate any storm. We are then able to heal through anything, no matter how long it might take. And the quieter, more gentle steps we take towards our healing are greatly rewarded. This definitely has a vibe of the longer it takes to get to your wish the bigger the reward and variation is going to be. Like if you feel like you've been casting spells for the same damn thing over and over and over for a ridiculous amount of time, and you're like, I know this is for me. Why has this not happened? The universe is saying, be patient, be patient, go slow, set massive foundations for it. And when it comes in, it'll be a threefold of what you wished for. Okay. The strength card offers that the other side of the journey is worth the scratches and the bites we might experience in our efforts to calm them. Now, be clear, there are some, you know, perspectives of taming the inner monsters. I don't think that's the case. I don't prescribe to that. This is about calming our inner lion, right? If Leo is the lion, this is fierce. This is protective. This is big. And we don't want to tame that. It has its place. And we're going to get into that a little. We want to be in partnership. We want it to trust us. We want our monsters, our shadows, our non-constructive ego to trust our constructive ego, our inner goddess, our inner divine being. And that's a relationship. And that's not out of submission that's out of partnership, right? So this card offers that the other side of our journey is worth the scratches and bites we might experience in our efforts to calm our inner monsters and shadows. But there's respect here. The wild, fierce power of our primal life force energy is also what the lion represents. When we calm and care for our shadows, they can actually serve us when we might need to call on them to protect and hunt. It says, make friends with rage and anger. 
know when to unleash it for protectin, protection, change, transformation, and catharsis, right? And this card has always offered through me and my readings, my community, the energy of Lilith. This is a longer conversation and maybe I'll get to a separate episode just on Lilith and the strength card, but think about it. Think about using your voice for visibility, for consideration and equity. Think about roaring and setting boundaries, baring your teeth and protecting yourself with a fierce pride through integrity. I think that says it all and how it connects to Lilith, right? Leo as an energy in the Zodiac. So here we move from the traditional tarot into the Zodiac energies, right? In the Zodiac, it offers us healed wounds of worthiness, unshakable, constructive self-pride, tangible love for others, protection of those and that which we love, protection and connection to our inner child, massive playfulness, a life lived out loud with joy. So ways to honor Leo in general, right, is with play, with pleasure, empowerment, all the sparkle and the shine and the bravado and selfies and at least a dash of YOLO, right? Because Leo really is about the pleasure and play of being human. We do only live once that we truly remember and experience, and this is it. So do you want it to be all filled with the wounds and the traumas? I mean, they're there. And sometimes we have to make a big effort to connect to the joy and the healing of life. And yes, sometimes Leo says, just for a hot second, just for my season, maybe just forget about the traumas and the wounds and enjoy something. If you haven't listened to episode 39, or as a reminder, Leo is a fixed fire energy. In the suits of the tarot, fire is represented by wands. And this is the element of magic. This is manifestation. It is willpower. I will it so in co-creatorship with the unseen forces at play. This is enthusiasm. It's creativity. And that word again, it's playfulness. It is also anger, frustration, and rage. And please note that these are all a part of the human spectrum of emotion and experience, and they are also all a part of the healing process. They are important and can be very powerful for change. We've mostly as a culture only experienced anger and violence, anger as violence. And it, it is that, but it's also potentially massively cathartic change that says never again, not on my watch, not today, patriarchy. So fire is alchemy. It transforms. So remember that our rage and anger are here in a constructive manner, our inner monsters, to help us protect warrior four and transform that which no longer serves us. So fire, again, can turn raw food into a warm and nourishing meal, right? Can turn dough into bread. And at the end of the day, it's just super creative magic. Fire turns things from what you don't want to what you do because you 
will it so. It also has us leaning into this idea of will power. Again, we've typically only known it as force, someone else making us do something we don't want to do. But when you will something into being, this can be out of constructive energy as well. Basic spellcasting, wish-making, is willpower manifestation. This energy of Leo and fire, if you're real sensitive to it, or even if you're not, it can just sometimes feel like the twos. Now, for my fellow feminists, (laughs) the twos can be a little triggering. Um, But it says, you know, whether it's too much, too driven, too feisty, too fast, perhaps too much hustle. There's still a little red flag for burnout here with Leo because, because fire. If you're sensitive, again, to fire, if people being proud and big and out front living their best shameless life, a life without shame triggers you, there is curiosity here to delve into. What is this hiding? Where are you holding yourself back? Where does the unconscious internalized patriarchy have you thinking quieter, pleasing, and smaller is better? And you may not think it's better, but you certainly think it's safer. And Lilith comes back through the strength card and says, it's not safer. It's a lie. Actually, it might just be pretty great. (laughs) Okay. So Leo season and its energetics always has us pushing ourselves into the twos, right? Where does that self-judgment come up? That self-judgment didn't begin with you because our inner child doesn't know that in our divine birth. But our inner children, our inner teens, our humanness, our adultness, particularly if you're in a vessel that identifies as female, we have been taught, told in both conscious and unconscious ways that we are too much, too driven, too feisty, too big, too hungry, too fast, too much, you're too smart for your own good. What does that even mean? Right? And Leo season says, get into the two. (laughs) go take that seat on the throne those twos are a signal that people are intimidated they're scared they're trying to shame you you might take something that's theirs or they just don't understand how to love yourself unconditionally they've never seen it they don't get it they don't know it but really that's their not yours okay so let's move into our Leo season tarot reading. Okay. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming with just one card. We hope, unless we've got jumpers, um, for the spirit in which to move through things in this particular Leo season. Because as a human, there's no way out but through. What is the spirit in which to make our way out and through for our highest and greatest good, right? There's lots of ways to muscle your way through. There's even ways to like hide and sit back and go, we're just going to make it through. We're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. And you let everybody else make decisions and guide. You just got to sit there and wait till it's over, right? But the card we're drawing today says, what is the spirit in which to move through this Leo season for our highest and greatest good and co-creatorship with the unseen in partnership with magic, in relationship to our heart, our soul, 
our sole purpose in this lifetime and the highest unfoldment of our soul in this lifetime. What is the spirit in which to move through things in this Leo season? I am using the muse tarot. Okay, you're gonna laugh. I'm laughing. Uh, okay. I love it when I, you know, prep a podcast, do a little channeled writing, chit chat my face off, right? Clickety clack. And then talk about something that they, we then pull a card about them. Oh, okay. So the spirit in which to move through this Leo season for us as a collective is the two of materials. Now the materials in the muse deck, these are our resources. This is pentacles or coins, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Two is a number of patience. Two is a number of going slow. Two is a number of partnership. And I'm laughing right now because Leo doesn't really want to do anything slow because it does say, I want it right now. Daddy, I want it now, right? And it can want to manifest and, and it just is, wants it instantaneously. It's fire, it's fast, you know, it can be all consuming. But the number two comes up and it says, no. You're going to just have to take it one step at a time. You're going to put one foot down and then the other one, and you're going to just going to have to keep going. And it's going to be much slower than you want it to be. Okay. And so in this deck, the two of materials is a body in black shorts and a yellow tank top and leg warmers and sneakers, basically in tree pose, standing on top of a jewel that is on top a giant rose and I wish I could remember the name of these roses but they're the ones that are like they're kind of like a sunburst they're like yellow with orangey red edges and this body is holding two other roses red roses right with their head thrown back in beautiful exaltation so this body could be dancing it could just be standing in tree pose and it is raining roses so the mantra that's being offered to us in this Leo season is, may it rain roses. It's one of my favorite mantras. Okay. And it just says, you're going to need to go slow, right? Like, again, we want it to manifest fast. Leo's are like, but I'm amazing and it should be right now. And I know I'm a star. So give me my TV show without an audition, without resources, without recording. It's like, make me a star. And this card comes around and says, yes, you are a star, but it's going to take a little bit more foundation building. It's going to take more steps than you like. Okay. And so the reason I'm laughing about this two of materials card is that the two, right, in its old school coins, but even as roses here, are often presented as a figure eight, as an infinity symbol. And the infinity symbol is an eight turned on its side, which is the strength card, right, and says, so let's just repeat what we talked about earlier. It says things are moving. There's circulation. And if you feel like things are still stagnant in this Leo season, then you're going to have to move some, some things around. You're going to have to clean out your house. You're going to have to rearrange the furniture. You're going to need to donate some items, or you're going to need to source some things and bring them into your home. You have got to change things up. 
This can speak to our money and our resources. If you've got things in certain accounts that are just not growing, they're stagnant, you need to move it around. So do you have everything in a um, savings account? Well, let's pull out a little chunk, put it in a Roth IRA. Do you have everything in stocks? Pull out a chunk, put it in a savings. It really wants us to diversify. That's very loud right now. Okay. And because we're dealing with materials, pentacles, right? These are our resources. Diversify your resources. There is major messaging here of one, do not put all your eggs in one basket. That's just not wise. What if you drop that basket? Right? So there is this diversify aspect of the two of materials because it's asking for circulation. It says things are going to move, but you may need to be doing the moving, okay? The other thing that's being offered very loudly with this card for Leo season is figure eights in the body and the vessel. Now, my magical mentees know this very well because it's come up a lot this year in group magical mentoring and in one-on-one -on -one mentoring because Aphrodite's been with us very loudly this year. And so if you stand with your feet a little wider than your shoulders, right? Slightly bend the knee, this is horse pose, then you're just gonna make figure eights with your hips, right? So if you've done a little salsa dancing, done a little belly dancing, like we want this supple fluidity between the hip points, but it's being offered to us mostly as a stirring and a souping of the sacral energetic center. So your sacral chakra, right? That if things are stagnant in your life, it's because you're not moving things around. Things aren't pleasurable. They're not fun, right? So this just standing and making figure eights, I do it a lot right now. I'm doing it right now, but I do it a lot in general. <laughs> like this figure eight is really stirring the personal cauldron right? Our personal cauldron is our pelvic bowl. And so our magic really comes from our pleasure, our play, and our joy. Now, we can definitely manifest through anger, frustration, and rage. I've done it. Sometimes it can be some of the most powerful magic. But we're getting called to move into pleasure. Hey, it's Leo season, okay? And we've got a Venus retrograde in Leo season, right? Like literally as we speak. So it's asking us to go really slow, man, we're just getting hit with like repetitive, repetitive, repetitive messaging, which is always great because there's a lot of clarity here. So in Leo season this year, we want to generate pleasure. We want to go slow with our pleasure. But if we're feeling like stuck in the mud, nothing's fun, then we're going to have to generate it. We're going to have to circulate it for ourselves. Right. But we can go slow. We can do them that tiny ways. We can simply do figure eights in our body and put some music on have our own little dance party, right? In our own little house. That can do a lot for our energetics, earnestly and honestly. But it says, you're going to have to stir it up a little bit. You're going to have to, 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 I mean, I'm just repeating these things, but it's so loud. We just have to move some things around. You're going to have to circulate. You're going to have to put some effort towards it. So again, it's a two. It says, do one thing at a time, do it mindfully. There's this thing about slow pleasures. It's showing me like syrup and molasses and honey. So yeah, super sensual, sweet vibes here right? Venus, Aphrodite, this retrograde, she is slowing down. She appears to be immobile in the sky, but we know that she is looping this gorgeous rose, you know, sacred geometry in the sky. She takes an underworld journey. We don't see her for a while and then she comes back out. So there is this slow alchemy 
of not only restoration, but reinvention through pleasure and play. And this can be a hard sell, right? This is moving us into um, goddess energy of you you receive more by doing less. And I think this is funny because I've said that, you know, from like the fitness industry days where I was a coach and trainer, but I, I really focused on Pilates, although I was also a strength and conditioning coach, clients would initially come to me and they were like, oh, I'm going to get ripped and we're going to do all this. And it's going to be, and I was like, mm, no, I'm going to slow you way down. I'm going to take you off all of your cardio and you don't get to lift anything for three months. You get to be in the Pilates studio and you're going to make these tiny little micro movements. And they're going to be really irritating. And it's a technique and you're going to have to learn how to breathe from your lungs, not from your stomach. And it's very frustrating. And people feel that Pilates is like the step back and it's so micromanaged. But what it does is it slows everything down. One, so that your hormones can recalibrate. Cortisol levels can go down. It retemplates. It teaches foundations and alignment from your bones out. And it's all in the little tiny stabilizing muscles, ligaments, and tendons. They have a job to do too. And you've been ignoring them. You didn't know they needed attention, but we're going to give attention to the tiny things. You're like, oh, I got so boring, so slow, right? Not only is it boring and slow, it's kind of hard. It's kind of like finances, right? But once you understand these foundations and you get these techniques underneath you, when you get moved back into your cardio and into your strength and conditioning and lifting, whoa, do the transitions, results, and benefits happen exponentially and almost in a sneaky way. It was like, I'm putting way less effort into everything yet. I'm getting more results. And so this card definitely says that. And the two definitely says that you're slow way down. You're going to learn some things. You're going to set some foundations, but it's going to allow for a quickening later in receiving, but that doesn't mean do more. That means find pleasure rest, receive, nourish, circulate, move some shit around, right? So two of materials in this Leo season says you got to balance some things. Now that word is wonderful. It can also be a little tricky because in our brains, I think as humans, particularly in our culture, we're constantly looking for perfect balance, right? If you're a female identifying person of certain ages and stages, right? We have been sold a bill of goods that says you can have it all. Work-life balance. Motherhood work-life balance. And I think y'all know that's a lie. That's a fucking lie. It's a bold-faced bold face lie. You can, I think, potentially have everything, but typically not at the same time, right? Because there's only so many hours in a day. Nothing's perfect because we're human. Being human is messy. You put attention towards one thing and something else is bound to like flail a little bit. You cannot do everything all at once. Okay. But it does say you can do an awful lot. You're just going to have to prioritize one thing. Let another thing lay low or bolster one thing. Let it be, then move on to the next. So with my magical mentees, I often talk about balance is couple different things. One, harmony is a great word to substitute here because balance tends to trigger our, our, our wounds of perfectionism. 
And these ideas of making it perfect, so it perfectly balanced. And to me, perfection and perfectly balanced is like super micromanagement, like weighing all your food. No shame if that has helped you, but that's not going to solve a root problem. And, And I don't consider that healing either. If you have a disordered relationship with food, micromanaging it is still controlling it. Right. And so when we aim at perfect balance and we're trying to control things rather than to harmonize and be present and put effort, but also allow surprises and miracles in it. So there's this offering of harmony versus balance. But for our Western mindset and for our human mindset, if we're stuck in this idea of balance as a teeter totter and this like, you know, linear line, we tend to think of like, we're looking for balance, you know, if one end of the teeter totter is zero and the other end is 10, right? Again, your brain goes to these places of like, 10 is always best. Let's say for 10 of everything. Well, if everything's at a 10, that actually weighs that side way down, (laughs) takes the other side way up, right? Now, if everything's at zero, you got the same problem, right? Too much or too little of something is still an imbalance. So for my magical mentees, when we talk about balance, we think about the teeter-totter, we put the triangle in the middle and you have that flat board across the top. And yeah, you got zero at one and you got 10 at the other. But where is balance? Where is neutrality? Where is harmony? And where is the midway point? But it's in the middle. So I always make jokes that like, I would never train or guide you all towards mediocrity. But these visions of grandeur of, you know, blowout, circulation, manifestation actually have us really tripped up and actually have us missing opportunities to manifest little tiny things, the next tiny thing, the next thing with consistency. Right. So if we're talking about, again, like our personal um, self-care practices and like working with me on the mat, I train in this, you know, perspective of tiny and mighty. You do the teeny tiny things over time in repetition. They take you to, they build towards really mighty outcomes, massive healings, beautiful manifestations, things that are built with care, maybe not even so much precision just consistency. Ask any personal trainer what will actually bring somebody results. Even in bad form, consistency will bring you results. Okay. So this two of materials is asking us, calling us to go slow, to try to cultivate balance because two is a balance number, a harmony number. It gives us that figure eight that says we're trying to soup in between humanity and divinity. So the messaging that's always been offered through me is that we have one job (laughs) in the human incarnation to attempt to balance our humanity with our divinity, knowing that there's messaging, knowing that there's, there's integrity knowing that there's magic and unseen forces, but really living a life out loud based on those messages that guidance our belief systems, right? Because you can think things and you can know things and you can believe them. But if you are not taking action, walking your walk, eh, wrong answer. It's not a thing. It's literally no thing. It's nothing. Ideas and concepts and thinkings. I know, here comes Taurus, Sun, and me. That Earth says, if it's not tangible, it is no thing. 
It's nothing. It's just a concept. Okay. So this idea of trying to balance our humanity with our divinity says you can talk the talk, but you got to be able to walk the walk. Okay. And then it brings us into some really practical things. Can you balance the practical with the magical? And so take stock in your life. How are your magical practices? How's your spiritual hygiene? How's your meditation? How's your prayer? How's your spell casting? How's your connection to crystals? Not necessary, but could be a part of it. How's your connection to the tarot, right? How is your connection to the goddesses, to Reiki, to, I mean, you know, what insert magic practice here, right? And then it says, okay, you may be rock star at the magic and the theory and the unseen things, but how are your practical aspects? Food, water, shelter. How does that bank account look? I know we don't want to, as spiritual, you know, seekers want to talk about money. We like to talk about manifestation, but then money becomes a dirty word. And I hate to break it to you all, but as a human, coins, money, it's just our agreed upon, you know, exchange rate in this lifetime it can really mess with your brain. Okay. And it can really suck. And I'm not saying I have it all figured out, but it is a part of the deal in humanity, right? So when we get to materials, it says, how are your resources? How is your time? How is your money? How is your energy? How is your body? How is your soul? Time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. I think I said those wrong. But when this card comes up for the two of materials, it's trying to get us to balance our humanity and our divinity, our practical and our magical aspects of ourselves. Now, the practical human side, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Do a little journaling and jot. Scale of one to 10, how are they doing? And you can work with that scale of one to 10 zero to 10, zero being in the crapper, 10 being like, it's amazing. So my mentees do this all the time. And when this comes up, it says, do it again. Cause it's just like checking your bank balance. You need to settle up. You need to check in with it. You need to know where your numbers are at. So this card says, figure out where your numbers are at. Things that were at a 10 last month might be a zero right now. Okay. Just might be, or things that were at a zero or like at a solid eight. Well done right? But we don't want to rest on our laurels and we don't want to go, well, it happened last month. So it's just going to happen this month. Mm, that's not how it works. Right? So check in with your practical resources. Where are they at? And give yourself excellent credit. If everything is sitting at the midway point, because that's the neutrality point right? If things are like an eight to a 10, give blessings, give thanks, give gratitude. Thank you, universe. More please. And I know the cycles can come and go. So I'm really grateful for this prosperous cycle of this. And if things are, you know, four or below, okay, universe, I see this. You're asking me to learn a lesson here and to support these things. How can I support these things that are below a five? What do I need to do? Who do I need to recruit? How do I need to rearrange my schedule on my day? Get really practical about it, right? Awareness is one, but acceptance is where the healing and the magic begins. Things look like this. Now that I know that they look like this, now I can formulate a plan, a path. I can recruit help. I can do the tiny and the mighty things. But, and the universe says in this Leo month, 
because we're at the two of materials, because we have a Venus retrograde, because we have a Chiron retrograde, because our summer season forecast said, don't do big things, bolster yourself, build your magic, nurture and nourish yourself this summer because you're going to need it come fall. Okay. So two of materials, Leo season. The mantra we want to work with is may it rain roses. The practical aspect is we want to take stock of how's our humanity, how's our divinity, and then look at where do I need to support myself? Is everything at a 10? And it's like, that's cool, but I'm kind of like, ooh, it's kind of, I'm getting ready to get tapped out here. You know, how do we move things more towards neutrality? How do we cultivate better balance? Or do we do this check-in and we go, actually, things look great right now. What a blessing. What an honor. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, right? Because when we check in with our balance, we need to go, what are we doing that it's at an imbalance? (laughs) And then what can we do so that it's not? And if you're not at an imbalance, you need to take that moment to go, what am I doing that keeps me in the good space? This is something I do with my magical mentees also. What has brought you to the good stuff? What keeps you in harmony, in magic, in potential, in uh, neutrality, right? Because a dysregulated system, if we're talking about the physical system, oh, stress, anxiety, we don't make good decisions there, fear, So we've got to figure out what brings us back to neutrality, what helps us make good decisions, and how do we stay in that frequency in that place in both practical and magical ways more often than not. Because we're definitely not aiming for perfection over here because it doesn't exist, but we do want to look at an average of more often than not, right? So even when we talk about our practical self-care aspects of like, I'm going to work out seven days a week and get on the mat with you. No, you're not. And you shouldn't actually, unless that's in your wheelhouse, it works for you and it's already rolling. If you're starting at zero, that is not going to work. How about you start with two days a week and you have a flexual, you're aiming for Tuesdays and Thursdays, but if life happens and those days get busy or goddess forbid, there's an emergency, you didn't get to your mat. You have five other days in the week to make one of those up. We want to understand realistically how to get to the wins and how to make progress and above all, become consistent in our practical and magical practices. Because magic is a practice. It takes repetition. It takes time. It takes listening and feedback. And honestly, it just takes trial and error like most things do. So I love the practice in a physical vessel because it teaches us so much about everything that just showing up really does work wonders. Showing up will get you at least 80% of the way there, right? So Leo season offering us the two of materials, a balance of the practical and the magical, a time of going slow. Don't run y'all. Don't do it. And with that, this reading is complete. Okay, as always, I'll post a photo of our card in my Instagram stories the week this episode is published, as well as a reel 
for the Leo season in my Instagram feed. I can't promise which day, but I'll get it there. Okay. But if you want to look it up online, you can look up the two of materials out of the Muse Tarot as well to see this. Um, I will have the link below in the show notes to my Instagram. But if you do or you don't know, it is Tandy underscore Gutierrez. Okay. With that, this reading is complete. These things are something better for the highest and greatest good, all involved to the harm of none, so mode it be. And so it is now we as an energetic collective, will it so? Okay. I've got a couple other little offerings, right? I love Leo season, if you didn't know. And if you know me, you probably know because I'm a Leo rising. So I'm like, yeah, it's definitely like the shiny fun. I feel like all the lights in the room go on, all the lights inside of me typically go on. And I just the heaviness that I can feel at other times in the year just really does go away. So I love Leo season. Um, if you haven't listened to episode 39, or if you have, like you may hear some repeat things here, but it it's worth repeating. This year has some additional considerations to Leo season, right? And to its energetics. Venus goes retrograde in Leo on July 22nd. So like right as the sun enters Leo. Chiron stations retrograde. July 23rd. So just like right after that. And we know that energetics aren't a light switch. They don't just turn on and off. It's like a five-day lead-in with the planets and a five-day lead-out for the thickest of them. So if you're listening to this, it's already happening one way or the other, right? And the nodes, when this airs, will have just recently shifted resetting a massive macro cycle tone for all of us for the next 18 months right? They're moving from Taurus and Scorpio and into Libra and Aries. Plus in this Leo season, Mercury enters its retro shade. Okay. So as I record this episode, I really can't help but think of the Barbie movie that comes out July 21st for this like really beautiful representation of Venus retrograde in Leo adventure. Okay. And from the write-ups and the director, there's twists that honestly I'm super excited for and totally on board for, for this movie. So I, you know, reserve the right to change my tune after actually seeing it. But based on the director alone, Greta Gerwig, this feminist is in, right? And so I wanted to share with you a piece from an article slash interview um, that I read because I was reading it. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know. It really represents and says Venus retrograde in Leo. Okay. So this is a piece um, from an article, an interview with Gerwig from them.com. And I'm just, you know, copy pasting, reading this little blurb. I'll put a link below in the show notes to the whole thing if you want to look at it. But um, this article states, if you watch the teaser trailer for Greta Gerwig's upcoming doll movie to end all doll movies, you'll notice that the movie theater marquee in Barbie's pastel drenched world is showing Victor Fleming's iconic 1939 film, The Wizard of Oz. Of course, it's not a coincidence. In a recent interview with Letterboxd, Gerwig explained that the queer favorite musical fantasy, which stars none other than Judy Garland, is one of the key inspirations for Barbie, the movie. 
The Wizard of Oz does something that I wanted to emulate, she says. It has these incredible sound stages and these painted skies and the sense of, I say, authentically artificial, which I think is very beautiful and emotional. I think of the painted backdrop of the Emerald City as they go towards it. Pro tip for moviegoers, keep your eyes peeled for Barbie's pink brick road, an obvious homage to the Wizard of Oz's famous yellow brick road. Okay, y'all, if this doesn't say Venus retrograde in Leo, I don't know what does, right? We'll see how it all plays out once we've all gone to see it. But again, this like authentically artificial, Leos can get really pegged in that Leo energy of being self-absorbed to out front, ego-driven and artificial. They're just in it for the likes. They're so painted. And I'm like, why can't we be authentically artificial? Again, this is whimsy. This is beauty. This is creativity. You know, makeup and costume are playful. They're creative endeavors. We actually can wake up and look like and wear whatever we want. And we can create entirely other personas based on the palettes we choose and the textiles we have, right? Wigs and makeup and lashes, so there's something in this, because this really stopped me of like the authentically artificial, and it's not bad. It's beautiful, actually. And maybe Leo season calls us to play dress up a little more. Some glamour magic. That's a little energy. It's massively Venus and Aphrodite energy. Okay. And again, Barbie's even gotten some mixed uh, reactions in our unicorn wellness community. People like, uh, 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 thinking that she's super anti-feminist. If you know her well, she's actually not. It's confused in a patriarchal culture and it is not all good. But as someone who graduated from a all-women's college, was required to take multiple classes on feminism, Barbie's actually a really interesting mix. And like everything else, it's not black, it's not white, it's kind of complicated. And there are sacred sparks of magic and understanding her and her place in our culture. And I think this movie is going to give us some little gems because it's being launched in Venus retrograde. Okay. All right, my loves. As always, I hope this offering resonates. Take what works for you. Leave the rest. Thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading and this episode. If you're looking for more support and insight to Leo season, make sure to check out my deep dive into Leo energy in episode 39, just before this one. And for members of unicornwellnessstudio.com, under the astrology section of your monthly membership, you'll see Zodiac Basics Leo in there for even more Leo goodies. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support 
someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one 